Good afternoon, everyone. Nice to see you all. <laughs> Got it right. Just, what a precious time, eh? Just worshipping together, hearing the prayers of our brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, sharing their, almost through their prayers, their stories, their testimonies, and building faith in this room, in this place of worship, and hearing the word of God shed as well over us. Just build faith, doesn't it? And it feels like there's a tangible presence of God here with us this afternoon. Um, but yeah, in case you don't know who I am, I think I didn't say this at the start, I might, might, might have done, but in case you don't know who I am, my name's Dan Wake, I'm one of the leaders here in the hub. And so hopefully by now, you will have picked up that we are in the season of Advent. <laughs> Maybe you walked in 10 minutes after the start or something, but yes, we're in the season of Advent. So it's a time when we look for the coming of Jesus, not just in the future, but also in the past. The incarnation, uh, when God became flesh in the person of Jesus. But also, it's in the present, as we look for Jesus to break into our lives and bring transformation through spirit. So Advent is a time of waiting. It's a time of anticipation and a time of preparation for Jesus' coming. And so it's in this season, too, that Christians have long reflected upon the biblical words of hope, peace, joy, and love that we heard about earlier. And so for our Advent service today, um, we, too, will reflect on these themes and words. Yeah, I'm really delighted to have uh, Portia Barber, Ray Miniffy, Miriam Price, and Annie Aldrich each sharing with us on one of these themes this afternoon. And they'll each share in their own way, uh, perhaps with their own stories, experiences, or personal reflections of how we might know God's hope, his peace, his joy, and his love. So I'm thrilled and excited, actually, that each one of them has agreed to share and to minister to us in this way. So can we open our hearts this afternoon to, to receiving all that God has for us uh, through each, what he, each of them will share uh, with us? And so before they come up, I just want to uh, pray together. Lord, first of all, I want to pray a rich blessing and anointing on Portia, on Ray, on Miriam, and on Annie as they come and share with us this afternoon. God, we are grateful for who they are in you and all that are going to share with us. And we trust they, that what their words are, that their words are your words. And we look forward to being shaped by you, Spirit, through what they have to share. Spirit, would you come? Would you feel your presence in this place? Would you come amongst us, Lord God? Would you give us ears to hear your voice? And Spirit, would you shape us, we pray. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So without further delay, I'm going to invite Portia to come up first. Uh, As each one does too, they're going to be lighting uh, one of the candles here that represent the four themes that are going to share with us. And then once Portia's done, then Ray will follow, and then Miriam, and finally Annie. And then I'll say a few words at the end. So today I want to speak to you all about what we mean when we speak about hope at Christmas time. I'm sure everyone has their own thoughts if I were to ask you, what are you hoping for? 
whether it's financial provision, healing from sickness, a change in your job circumstance. And all of these situations can really weigh us down and distract us from thinking about what we mean when we have hope in Jesus. Sometimes it might not be that you have a particular hope, but actually a fear that's really weighing you down. Whether it's not being able to have children, not being able to provide food for your family next week, or not being able to live out a lifelong dream due to a change in your circumstances. For me, one of my hopes is that I would see family restoration. And it particularly is difficult at Christmas time when you have the realization that you won't all be together as you would want to be. But this afternoon, I want us all to reflect on a story of Job, a man in the Bible who was around long before Jesus walked the earth. In chapter one of Job, we're painted a picture of a wealthy man with many livestock and many children. We're able to understand more of Job's character in chapters 29 to 31, where it talks about how he cared for the poor, the sick, the widows, the orphans. He was clearly a man who had a God-led heart towards the marginalized. The reason the story of Job helps me to think about what hope means at Christmas time is that when everything that was good in Job's earthly life was stripped from underneath his feet, he still was able to say in chapter 19, I know that my Redeemer lives and that in the end he will stand on the earth. Job really had all his earthly treasures ripped out from under his feet. First, he lost all of his livestock, which meant all of his wealth. Then he suddenly lost all of his children. And finally, he was inflicted with an agonizing skin disease. But despite all this, he had unshakable faith in a God who promised redemption. Now, we find ourselves in a different time to Job, and we do have the joy of celebrating Christmas. We know Jesus came as a baby. He grew up. He went to the cross, died for us, took away our sins, and restored our relationship with God. However, we can still learn so much from Job's certainty in who God was. He is a redeeming God, and we have the privilege of knowing even more of his redemption plan. The redemption plan, as it says in Revelation 21, there will be a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people. He will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. So can I encourage us this Christmas to not get lost in the busyness, but to hold on to the hope that Jesus brings? For me, the two main ways that I continue to hope in Jesus are firstly by reading God's promises throughout the Bible, some of which have already been fulfilled and some of which will be fulfilled. And secondly, by asking God to fill me with his Holy Spirit. As it says in Romans 15, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm now going to hand over to Ray.
my day today, is it? The second Advent candle is peace. In John, Jesus said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Isaiah, much earlier, in Isaiah 32, 17, said, The fruit of that righteousness will be peace. Its effect will be quietness and confidence forever. Quite often in the English language, peace just seems to mean the absence of stuff, the absence of noise, the absence of war, the absence of that, all this. And yet, when I was... Uh, teaching, I, used to, I started as a preschool teacher, and one of their favorite books was Peace at Last. Now, I don't know if you've ever come across Peace at Last, uh, you know, where the dad is trying to find a quiet place to go to sleep. And that was what his peace was. But I don't know if any of you have seen the video that uh, Dan put up earlier this week on Shalom. In the Bible, peace is so much more than the absence of stuff. It's actually the completeness of stuff. Being united with God, that whole being filled with God. There's like the making of one. You, know, you almost go back and think about um, Genesis and marriage. You know, it says that the man will meet with the woman and shall become one. Yeah? And when we have peace, and when we meet with Jesus and we join with God with our whole hearts and we decide to follow him, and that is when we can com become complete. That is our wholeness. That is when we are united with God. And we have peace. It doesn't relate to what is around us. It's what was in us. And, you know, in your troubles you have peace. Now, way back in 2007, we were up in Yorkshire visiting Debbie's parents, and I had a phone call from my dad very early on Sunday morning. Your house is on fire. What? <laughs> oh, dear. So, fortunately, at that point, we had two cars. The boys were quite small. I got into the higher car I had and came back to Basingstoke. I'm not going to tell you how long it took me to get back to Basingstoke. <laughs> I... I Actually, may have gone past the statute of limitations, but <laughs> it was fairly fast. And, and found out what was happening. Fortunately, it wasn't, the actual fire itself was quite small, but there was smoke through all the house, so we couldn't live there. And, yeah, there's a whole, all these things. We started dealing with insurers. We started trying to find out, you know, get somewhere to live while everything was done, decide how we're going to do things and everything like that. But actually, one of the things I noticed afterwards was actually in me there was a calmness about this all. There's lots of fussing going around, lots of worry going around, but actually the calmness, the peace of God inside, knowing that everything was going to be okay. And that is what I want for all of us. You know, sometimes we live in really troubled times. At the moment it's troubled because of the pandemic and we're moving into a new phase. But we've got peace that it's all going to be okay. Father, I want to pray for each one of us, for everybody connected with us, that we continue to seek that peace, that we stay in unity with you, and that we will know the peace of God in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.
Good afternoon, everyone. It isn't been an easy year for me. And uh, the loss of my sister, my dear sister, it's, it's been very difficult. And I've been reflecting a lot about joy. What's joy in the middle of this something happened like that? And God is seriously interested in our lives being marked by joy. The Bible talks a lot about joy. In fact, the Greek word for joy, kara, sorry if it's wrong, <laughs> appears 59 times in the New Testament. Then if you add rejoice, you get another 20, 78 times of joy just in the New Testament. Kara, joy, means so much more. Let me come back here. Means so much more than just happiness or enjoyment of a fun moment of life. The literal translation means living in the knowledge of grace and favor. You know, joy is living in the knowledge of grace and favor. In other words, joy is grace recognized and lived out. I've been living the joy of uh, seeing my 25 years of prayer in my sister's life. She was already in bed, really ill, but she became a Christian. She received the Lord. He had the joy, she had the joy that very last moment. So let's take a moment to remember what grace is. Remember that God has given us everything. All our sins and wrongdoing is removed. We've been invited into a higher place with God himself. Praise the Lord. Far, far from punishment, we've received the Holy Spirit of God, the source of deepest joy. Connecting with God brings joy. What, uh, that's because it's not an internal reality. It, because it's a, an internal reality, a spiritual reality, not just the product of our circumstances. And it was his plan all along. Now, that's something to get joyful about. That is really the grace of God. It's something that must be joyful about. I encourage you today to ask God for his joy. His joy. Remember that Jesus was born to give you a new chance and give me as well a new chance, a new life. Let him shine and break all darkness of your life. May God give you the real joy, the joy, the joy to be newborn. To have every day a chance to restart and be alive. May God bless you and fill 
you, all of you and your family with the real joy of being his, his kids, his people. Amen. candle is the candle of love. Love is at the heart of Christmas. And as we celebrate this season of Advent, as we look forward with anticipation to celebrating the birth of Jesus, born that first Christmas, let us put aside the things that can so easily distract us. Materialism, the extensive shopping, traveling, and the many gatherings of friend and family. And let us take time to reflect on God's love. God's love is unconditional. And God's love is everlasting. And so let us reach out this Christmas time to others with that love. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Love came down at Christmas. And I pray that you will all know that very, very special love this Christmas, you and your families, your loved ones. God bless you. Wow. Brilliant reflections, hey? Just thank you so much to Portia, to Ray, uh, to Marianne and Annie for sharing with us. And can we just show our appreciation? Just give them a round of applause. Yeah. <laughs> that about you? I, I kind of want to listen to them again. <laughs> I think there was something for us, each of us in there, and uh, really inspiring and uh, just really, really, really encouraging. So thank you very much. And do you know what, if, if the Spirit has just highlighted anything to you just in what's been shared by one of those four or, or just something else today, then please do find someone to pray, pray with you. Maybe someone you've come with or, or someone up here, uh, front here would be more than happy to pray with you. Um, but yeah, just to conclude kind of this part, I just want to read this Advent prayer brought by Henri Nguyen. Lord Jesus, Master of both the light and the darkness, send your Holy Spirit upon our preparations for Christmas. We who have so much to do, seek quiet spaces to hear your voice each day. We who are anxious over many things, look forward to your coming among us. We 
who are blessed in so many ways, long for the complete joy of your kingdom. We whose hearts are heavy seek the joy of your presence. We are your people, walking in darkness, yet seeking the light. To you we say, come, Lord Jesus. Amen.